Hello and welcome to the Minimum Competence episode for Wednesday, May 10th, 2023. I'm your host for today, Andrew Leahy, a tax and technology attorney from New Jersey. In today's episode, we have Apple losing a suit to curtail iOS virtual machines. Crow says no. Santos is in trouble. Gilead prevails against the government. Powell is in ethics hot water. And a Trump held to account. But which Trump? We'll let you know. Let's kick back and relax with a big cup of today's legal news. Apple has lost its lawsuit against Corillium, a company that provides virtual iOS devices for security research purposes. The court ruled that the use of Corillium's Corsec simulator falls under copyright law's fair use doctrine. This means that third-party virtual iOS devices are allowed and Apple cannot stop them. The ruling allows security researchers to run virtual desktops and OSs for research purposes. Concerns have been raised that developers may use Corillium's security-focused VMs to try out apps without having to acquire the related hardware. Apple tried to acquire Corillium in 2018, but was obviously unsuccessful. Texas billionaire and GOP donor Harlan Crow has refused a request from Senate Finance Committee Chairman Ron Wyden to detail the extent and tax treatment of luxury gifts he provided to Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. Crow's attorney argued that the inquiry, quote, appears to be a component of a broader campaign against Justice Thomas and now Mr. Crow, rather than an investigation that furthers a valid legislative purpose. Democrats who control the Senate are ramping up inquiries into the relationship between Crow and Thomas and his wife, conservative activist Ginny Thomas, following reports that Thomas never reported luxury trips and other gifts funded by Crow. ProPublica also reported last week that Crow paid tuition at two private schools for Thomas's grandnephew in the late 2000s. Wyden said that he is, quote, disappointed but unsurprised by Crow's refusal to comply and will be talking to other lawmakers on the committee about using, quote, any tools at our disposal to compel a response. Republicans are pushing back on Democrats' efforts, including their call for a high court code of ethics similar to one that applies to all other federal judges. Republican Representative George Santos, if that is his real name, who was elected to a district in New York City and Long Island in 2022, is facing federal criminal charges over possible campaign finance violations. The charges could be unsealed as early as today, and the case could be prosecuted out of the Eastern District's central office in Islip on Long Island. Santos has previously rejected calls to resign after it was revealed that he fabricated much of what he claimed about his education and career. During the campaign, he claimed to have worked for Goldman Sachs and Citigroup, graduated from Baruch College in New York, played on a championship volleyball team, and that he was Jewish, but none of those things were true. Santos was part of a Republican wave that picked up House seats in New York State during the 2022 midterm elections. With Republicans holding the House by just five seats, Santos's vote is a critical part of House Speaker Kevin McCarthy's hold on power. McCarthy said he would ask Santos to resign if he's found guilty. A quick follow-up to an earlier story wherein we covered a rare suit by the U.S. government to enforce a patent against Gilead Sciences. Gilead Sciences has now won a lawsuit brought by the U.S. government over patents for its HIV prevention regimens using Truvada and Descovy. The Delaware jury found the government's patents were invalid and not infringed following a five-day trial and a morning of deliberations. The U.S. government had argued that Gilead failed to compensate the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention for discovering that Truvada, first approved to treat HIV, could also help prevent infection by the virus. Gilead reported worldwide sales of more than $2 billion last year from Truvada and Discovy. Sidney Powell, a former lawyer for Donald Trump, is facing a professional misconduct complaint in Michigan over a failed bid to challenge the 2020 U.S. presidential election results. Powell and other lawyers filed a lawsuit in November 2020 claiming that widespread voter fraud undermined the legitimacy of President Joe Biden's win over Trump. The Michigan Attorney Grievance Commission filed the case on Friday claiming the plaintiff's lawyers brought a frivolous lawsuit and engaged in conduct that is prejudicial to the administration of justice. Powell did not immediately respond to messages seeking comment. 
Giuliani, Eastman, and Wood are among other lawyers in Trump's orbit facing attorney misconduct claims related to election-related litigation. We have a content warning here for references to sexual assault committed by a former president. This is our last story, so if that kind of thing isn't something you can hear right now, we'll catch up with you tomorrow. Have a great Wednesday. Former President Donald Trump has been found liable for sexually assaulting writer E. Jean Carroll and defaming her by calling her a liar. This is the first verdict against him in a string of legal cases that threatened to erupt during the 2024 presidential campaign. The panel of six men and three women returned the verdict after deliberating on the civil lawsuit for less than three hours. Carroll had accused Trump of attacking her in the dressing room of a Fifth Avenue department store in the 1990s and then harming her reputation by saying she made it up when she went public with her account in 2019. He must pay her $5 million in damages, $3 million of it for defamation. The trial renewed attention on Trump's fraught history with women and anyone who thinks women shouldn't be abused as he embarks on another run for the White House. Despite the relatively high-profile trial, recent polls show Trump as the clear frontrunner for the GOP presidential nomination. Trump's attorney, Tecapina, said Trump would appeal Tuesday's verdict and seek to reduce the damages. Because it was a civil rather than criminal case, and because the wealthy and powerful are rarely held to account, Trump was never at risk of imprisonment over Carroll's allegations. And with that, thank you so much for listening to Minimum Competence, your daily news podcast for lawyers. If you're looking for more than Minimum Competence, links to further reading on all the topics touched on today are in the show notes. If you have any questions or story suggestions, find us on Mastodon on the esq.social instance. Nothing said today should be construed as legal advice or the opinion of our employers. Reviews go a long way towards helping new listeners to find our show. If you have a moment and can leave a rating or review on your podcast player, we'd appreciate it. And if you know someone that might be interested in the story we cover, consider sending them the episode. Minimum Competence is available at minimumcomp.com and wherever you get your finely crafted podcasts. We'll see you back here tomorrow. And until then, ponder. Why don't they just make the entire plane out of the Minimum Competence? Minimum Competence.